Hello and welcome back to the Just Hoops podcast. Um, it's playoff basketball time, Jacob. Yes, are sir. You ready? Are you ready? Yes, sir. The table is set. We have all of the matchups now after last night's games, which were great games to be. Uh, some great basketball being played. Uh, I don't want to say the second game was a great game, but great basketball being played. Um, but it's exciting now. We're it's all set up. Uh, and we start today, uh, starting with the Sixers and Nets first. We'll get more into the um, the technical stuff with the series. But uh, you ready? It is time for playoff basketball. No, it's it's a great time. Next, uh, next two months. It's the matchups, in my opinion, are as good as they could have ended up. Like. So, such good stuff across the board, even how the play-in went. Like, Trey Young in the playoffs is always exciting. Miami earned their way in in that game last night to get Milwaukee. That's going to be a fun matchup. Uh, then out west, you got the Lakers facing Memphis. That's going to be fireworks. Oh, oh, yeah. And then Minnesota got Denver, and that could present some issues and – That'll be interesting. Minnesota series. looked really good last night. That's all I'm saying. Um, but before any of that, like, I just think like, yeah, the play-in was great. Like, I think that this year again just solidified how good the play-in is as an idea. Uh, I think Adam Silver really crushed that one, and it's going to be a huge part of the league moving forward, and a huge part of the direction the league's going to take with ways to create competition to just get fan excitement um it's just a phenomenal idea and it's producing great basketball so conspiracy theory yeah did the thunder throw the game last night so they can get a top 10 pick i wouldn't sleep on it (laughs) i wouldn't wouldn't, (laughs) i would <laughs> that was horrible. Well, they competed for the first half, but dude, what, did you see how bad uh Shea was getting beat up every time he touched paint? Mm-hmm. They're like Jordan and three guys at him. Yeah. Yeah. The Timberwolves look good though. Not taking anything away from them. Yeah. But um Wanna get into the matchups? Yeah, let's do it. So to dive in, just to go across the board, the one eights are Denver, Minnesota, Milwaukee, Miami. Then four fives, we got Phoenix, LAC. Then we got Cleveland and the Knicks. Then the three six matchups are the Beam Team versus the Dubs and the Philadelphia 76ers versus the Brooklyn Nets. And then the two sevens, we got Memphis versus the Lakers. And then Boston versus Atlanta. Uh, you want to do this? Go one eight both conferences, then go like just through the bracket. Yeah, we could do that. All right. Or do you want to just start with the East? Nah, let's just do one eight one eight. Okay. Let's go through it do. like that. Um, you want to do? Let's start with Denver, Denver, Minnesota. Um. Okay. So in terms of the Denver Nuggets, wait, what are you shaking your head about? Were you shaking your head? It's a tough matchup for them. For for Denver mm-hmm. or for Denver. I actually think that this is a lot better than OKC. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Elaborate. I just like 
the what what the um what the Timberwolves found their bread and butter with throughout this year was that high pick and roll late in game with um whichever big was healthy at the time, which was Rudy Gobert for majority of the middle and towards the end of the season. Um and Anthony Edwards. So just getting that high pick and roll with the center, um, and their best scorer, and that's that's what the Nuggets struggle with. Um, you have such a good scorer with uh Anthony Edwards on your team and then attacking somebody like Jokic off of a pick and roll. Um, it's just gonna be it's gonna be tough for them and I think that they're gonna try to force switch uh Cat or uh Anthony or Jokic onto Cat um to get that matchup because that's definitely a better matchup for them than Aaron Eric Gordon or Aaron Gordon on uh on uh Cat, even though I think Cat could kind of body Aaron Gordon. Um how much cat's t- gotta be what four inches taller than Aaron Gordon? Three inches? Definitely like I think Aaron Gordon's like six nine. So cat's yeah. a full seven footer. Yeah. So but that's what that's what I'm saying. Like he could just turn like he could get that shot off. I mean Aaron Aaron Gordon's a good defender. Don't get me wrong. But I feel like they're gonna try to switch that there and get uh Jokic onto him. Try to get like big to big actions towards the paint, get that. Um well, that in general is just a tough guard. That's, it is, yeah. And then on the defensive end, I think that it's going to be tough for Rudy to guard Jokic, but they could guard him by committee. Um, they're a very solid defensive team. Um, last fifteen games, they were ninth in defensive rating to end the season. That's, yeah, I don't know. I just I I see this as a tough matchup for them. I think that this is just a lot better than what we had with uh, what we would have had to see with the Oklahoma City Thunder because OKC straight up going to put you in so many pick and rolls, so many on ball actions that like Jokic is going to be flying around. I think that they would have had to even like scram him off and do kind of like what um, Minnesota did versus the Lakers where Kyle or whoever was guarding Jared Vanderbilt was like floating. I think that they would have had to do that with Jokic and just like whoever's not in actions, float him off. Like it's kind of like a sixer thing with Joel. Like you're going to be a constant helper. They'll probably do that with Aaron Gordon. Like let him shoot, let him play on the perimeter. And then have put, like, so? Rudy, put Rudy on him and then have Rudy float. You know, he just had a career year, Aaron Gordon. Not like he was shooting. arguably an all star. Not from shooting. Well, I'm not saying let him play, like just like don't guard him on the perimeter. If you give him space, he's gonna capitalize. He's like, gonna shoot it. I don't know about capitalizing. I, I saw how the Suns guarded him towards the end of the year. In those last I know nobody played in those last two games, but I saw how yeah. they guarded him. <laughs> I know I don't um, watch much of the uh nuggets because I don't like the nuggets, but what, what did he shoot? Uh, 30, just league average from three, 30, 37 points. That's what, but that's what you live with. Like, I don't, I don't like the Rudy Gobert on Jokic matchup. And like, I feel like that gives you the best chance if you have a floater, especially somebody else that can be in those two man acts. Like it also depends on who they start because are they going to go 
Are you going to go T-Wolves? Are you going to go the NAW route, or are you going to go Kyle Anderson? I would say I don't know because Nikhil Alexander-Walker has been playing really good. And he offers the length and athleticism to cover space. So so does Kyle Anderson. But Kyle, I, think I think Kyle Anderson size. brings more size, yeah. That's what – and the you have MPJ, you have the guard. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I think that Nikhil Alexander-Walker could do a better job on MPJ. But I don't know. He's He had a great plan. He played amazing in the play. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, like, I just – I don't think that they're going to – I don't think the Timberwolves are going to win. I think they could steal two games. I I just don't think that they have what it takes to beat Denver that many times. Like Two times? I six. think it's – I'm saying gentleman sweep, uh, five mm-hmm. games. Um, it's hard to win in Minnesota, so that's, that's what I'm I saying. I think they go to Minnesota and steal and tie it up and then – Denver tightens up and wins two in a row to get six. Uh, but I could see somebody like Denver sleepwalking into this game or into these into the series, like being like, "Oh, we could beat them." I think after that last game, you can't. But the issue is, is that also like n- now you get less time to prep, so it's like you're yeah, two days. <laughs> Yeah, it's a. Uh, I don't think I. I'm. You know, everybody should know. Like, if you listen, like how I feel about Denver, and I just think that they'll be fine. Like on the season, they had. Like, they've been great all year. I just don't know. Like stat wise, they're middle of the pack in both offense and defensive rating, but like. You watch them play, and that ball gets humming when they're healthy. It's just, it's very. Oh, that's not. It's not all season. That's why that didn't make sense. Um, they weren't middle of the pack. Defensively, offensively they were fifth. Defensively, they're really good offensively. Defensively, they broke into the top fifteen. They were fifteenth. So it's like they ended the year really good. Defensively, they, they found did. it after that losing streak. So it's they like found their defense. I think that it's playoff time. They're gonna lock in. I think that this first round is gonna be kind of them catching a rhythm, and also like it's a matchup where they're gonna get punched in the mouth. I think you have to know that. And uh, like Minnesota's, Minnesota's gonna not, need to make it dirty. Like they're it, not. They're not a. They're not a regular eight seed. No. Whoever was coming both, out of the both West conferences. Was not regular. Yeah. Both conferences don't have regular eight seeds. That's they're both so, going to be tough matchups for the one seed, but that's 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 probably better for them instead of getting a regular eight seed. Um, you know, tighten them up a little bit before their tough second round matchups. But yeah, uh, so we both got Denver. I got Denver in six. You got Denver in five. Beautiful. All right, um, let's go. To going the- on to the next one. Jacob's big series here. The Milwaukee Bucks versus the Miami Heat. <laughs> Miami going from the one seed to the eight seed in a year. <laughs> Sorry, I had to bring it up. <laughs> um, Miami got a big win yesterday from the help of Max Struess, um, and a big Jimmy fourth quarter. Uh, and uh, 
Bam had 17 rebounds. He did have a lot of rebounds, but Miami was in a dogfight in the play-in. <laughs> they should have won the first game, but that's cool. That's cool. Um, And Milwaukee's been the best team in the NBA all year, so very tough matchup for Miami here. Um, But it also, it's not an easy matchup for Milwaukee. Uh, uh, you can't sleep on Miami. Playing in Miami in the playoffs is always a tough place to play. Uh, except for yesterday, apparently, not many people showed up to that game. They yesterday. showed up late. <laughs> they always show up late. <laughs> no, but uh, it should be a good series. It should be a fun series. I think Miami provides more issues than uh Chicago would have to Milwaukee just because Miami's physicality and ability on the defensive end. If they want to lock in, if they want to play Miami Heat defense, I think that they could they they already provided Milwaukee many issues in the past in the playoffs. Um are they one and one or are they is it two one Milwaukee in the past like five years? Oh, like playoff wise? Yeah. Two one two one Milwaukee. Two one Milwaukee. I thought you meant this year. I was like, none of those games really count. Nobody was healthy. No, that's uh, yeah, no, just they seem like they play every year. Walking Miami, <laughs> both of the playoffs, but uh, but we're going uh, it's gonna be a really defensive matchup between these two teams. Um, I don't have the stats in front of me of where they rank defensively, even though you can't really say Miami because they Dude, were injured all year. I got you. I got you. Milwaukee but, was the fourth defense. Miami ended up 12th uh, with a respective 110.9 defensive rating for the Bucks and a 112.8 defensive rating for the Miami Heat. Uh, yeah, I thought that game yesterday was going to be in the – I thought that game yesterday was going to be in the low 80s when it started the fourth quarter in the 60s. Dude, Miami did what they had to do yesterday. Like they did, they made it a Miami Heat game. They made it a Miami Heat basketball game. So they did. Um, but that's the thing. Miami could they could win any game. They're a very talented team. They were the one seed last year. They lost PJ Tucker. Um, but they're basically the same team. Uh, Struess is finding his shot apparently. Having an amazing game yesterday. Uh, Jimmy Butler's Jimmy Butler. You can't sleep on him. Tyler Hero could go for 40 any night. Bam Adebayo can give you 30 and 10 any night. Um, Kyle Lowry's still there. Uh, I know he's old and still a shell of himself, but... No, no, no. He had 30 he still in that there. first playing game. That he could, still, he could still put it up. I know. I know. But then you look at my at Milwaukee. Um Best team in the league, finding their stride. You got Giannis, uh, Brooke protecting the rim, stretching it on the offense of Andrew Holiday. He's been playing some of the best basketball of his career this year. Uh, like I said, they're really good defensively. Um, as many challenges Miami will will give them, uh, they will give Miami. And at the end of the day, I think that they're too much of a talent for Miami, and I think that uh, Milwaukee wins in five. Five. I know you said you wanted six yesterday, but they are winning in five. <laughs> I think. I think five. I think Miami go. The Miami loses both to. If Miami could steal one in Milwaukee, they get six. But I don't think Miami steals one in Milwaukee. 
All right. So in reality, Milwaukee wins this series in five. six games. Five games. I could find the argument in a lot of different things that Miami could actually <laughs> do this in seven. But the Bucks are the best team in basketball. So that put the bias. Um <laughs> I just like if you go to the season, like Milwaukee was 13th in offense, 4th in defense all season long. They had the number one win differential. Uh, Their spread was not that great, but that's against Vegas. Uh, um, They just, like Giannis is arguably MVP. Brooke Lopez, DPOY. Drew Holiday's elite. Chris Middleton finding his rhythm. They just got a ton of dudes besides that. Javon Carter, Bobby Portis. Grayson Allen, Pat Connaughton, like go to Jay Crowder now. I was I was waiting like, for you to say it. Like they have depth, they have some of the best talent in their core. Um, yes, Miami has a chance to make this a little muddy, but the Bucks are the best team in basketball, and I just think that the ability Miami has to make any matchup muddy and win any day. Especially if they're able to shoot it, um, they could probably take two games, but Milwaukee in six. Um, I feel like in the playoffs, uh, depth really doesn't matter, except for teams like Milwaukee, just because their depth is like so impactful on both ends of the floor. Like, they they have a different type of depth. Like if you look at some, we'll bring we'll talk about the Clippers in a little bit. I don't think their depth really matter really matters. Ooh, um, that's interesting. It's just because they're not going to play more than eight guys in the game. Like the only thing that that matters is like it gives them different looks every game. Like it's not going to be the same game every time for the Clippers, but we'll get into that later. Um, but for Milwaukee, like their their bench is just so impactful. Um that it gives people like Drew Holiday and Giannis a break and well, Chris Middleton's kind of off the bench, but um, gives those guys a break uh, and they're not going to lose the lead. They they could build on the lead with their bench, but yeah, no, Milwaukee in six for you. I got Milwaukee in five. So now on to the next one out west, we'll go again. We got Phoenix versus the Clippers in the 4-5 matchup. It's getting oh. awfully cloudy out there, isn't it? It's getting awfully cloudy. Cloudy. Just just quoting DeAndre Ayton. Oh. Sorry. I didn't realize you didn't. I thought that was quite a quite a famous quote now. <laughs> you are so in the sun's weeds that you could think that it's normal. <laughs> isn't that isn't that I thought that I thought people were making fun of him for saying that. <laughs> He said I, that right before KD came back. <laughs> I it's getting awfully cloudy out there. <laughs> I was not aware. Um, well, um, to talk about this matchup a little bit. Uh, yeah, just put your two cents in there. I'm going to go in. Don't worry. Both teams, you can't really go off of their season things. Like You have to look at their last stretch of the season. Phoenix had the sixth best point differential while the Clippers had the seventh best point differential over the last two week stretch of basketball. Uh Phoenix went six and two. The Clippers went five and two. 
Uh, offensively, Phoenix was 16th in the last two weeks, but defensively they were fourth. Uh, and then it was the exact flip flip opposite for the Clippers, going fifth offensively and 19th defensively over the stretch. Yes, there were some games in this stretch where the benches were playing, but overall I think that that just shows that this is going to be a battle of styles. Uh, the Phoenix Suns are going to have to figure out how to uh, go about and find a rhythm while the Clippers are more so just trying to stay afloat. Uh, I think that it's going to be an interesting series just because of uh, how both teams are kind of methodical while the Suns like playing with more pace in my opinion, but then the Clippers are more, I'm going to slow you down a little bit and work you in the half court, get into our stuff. Uh, defensively, I think it's going to be an elite series. I'm not even going to lie. Regardless of those last two weeks, I think both teams are built for defense, and it's going to be a grog. Um, I think both four or five matchups are going to be battles defensively, and it's going to be just fun to tune in. I have the Phoenix Suns in six games. Um, Don't sleep on Kawhi Leonard, man. He can win some games for anyone. I'm... The only uh, we don't know when Paul George is coming back. Um, there was something yesterday saying that they want him back for the second round if they make it, but we do not know when he will be back. Uh, but as far as the series, um, just to make a point on your pace thing, uh, I feel like the Suns are like a very special team because I think they could play fast or play slow. Chris Paul does a great job of controlling whatever pace that the other team doesn't like playing, they'll play. Um, I, they do. They are really good at getting out in transition. Uh, Josh Kogi's really good at pushing the pace too, uh, as that fifth starter. Uh, and then you got, you know, Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Chris Paul spacing the floor, DeAndre Ayton running down the middle, Chris Paul picking where he wants to put the ball. Um, but the Suns haven't played many games together, healthy, uh, only eight with Kevin Durant, and so we don't really know what what we're going to see from them exactly. We know it's going to be something fun offensively. I, I feel like they they have to get Kevin Durant more to be more Kevin Durant. I feel like over the past few games that he played, they were playing him more as a uh, 3 and D type of guy. Like they weren't getting the ball in the post. He was kind of just spacing. Uh, when he was with the bench lineup, they healthy? got him. I feel like the first game or two, they kind of just eased him in, eased him back in. But then... Once they kept doing it, like he was playing 40 minutes, just sitting in the corner with the starters. But when he's with the bench lineup, he's bringing the ball up the floor. He's running the offense, getting the ball in pick and roll situations. The one thing that I really like uh, in this series for the Suns, this last thing I'll say about the Suns, um, offensively is a double drag with either Devin Booker or Chris Paul with the ball and then uh, Aiton and KD in the action uh, because – if you switch, you have Zubak or uh, Zubak's on either KD or um, Chris Paul, and uh, that's not a good matchup for them. And then you have Westbrook on Aiton or KD, uh, another not very good matchup. Uh, and if you don't switch, it's kind of just opening up stuff for Chris Paul. Um, 
say you hard hedge, Chris Paul can get that ball to the open player, easy layup, easy three. Um, it's gonna, That's going to be a very tough guard. They've been going to that a lot. And then just the Chris Paul, Kevin Durant pick and roll is just extremely tough to guard. Uh, as far as the Clippers, um, they're going to be tough defensively. And like I was saying earlier, they're, they're, I don't think their depth really matters uh, as far as it, as far as an in-game. I don't know how to word this. I'm wording this wrong, definitely. It doesn't – The it matters as far as you're never – like not every game is not going to be the same. Every game is going to be – the Suns are going to have to win every game differently. They're going to have to win four different games if they were to win the series um, just because they have so much versatility off their bench that – is going to be completely different. Uh, Mar- uh, Morris is back for this series. Uh, they said he's going to be in the rotation too. Um, but they have so many versatile defenders and guys that could score the ball offensively uh, that it's going to be diff- difficult for the Suns to win games the same way. Um, they're all going to be different, but that'll help the Suns at least. I I have the Suns winning. I feel like they could win it in five, but I think they're going to win it in six, uh, which will give them. I just think the Clippers have so much talent that, like, there's no way it's only a five game. Like, but without Paul George, it's going to be so tough. It's going to be tough, yes. But I just think they, who's who do they got to who's like who who's the matchup? Are you going to have Kawhi, Kawhi on KD or Kawhi, Kawhi gets on KD? Kawhi gets KD probably. Uh, outside of that, Aiton and Zubak, yeah, a coat or uh, uh, feel like you got Russ on a Kogi. Eric Russ Gordon. probably got to get book. Russ got to get book. What about Batum? Batum. Oh well, I think that's why I think Batum gets KD. Kawhi gets book. Uh, uh-uh, I'm going Kawhi, KD. Batum, well, does Batum start? They didn't like. I, I think they've been starting him. I think they've been starting him, but I don't know. It's. I, I think know. Batum should start for the series, but also like it's been all over the place. I know they're not. They're not start. They they haven't been starting Morris. They shouldn't start Morris. He's a mismatch in a half this series. Yeah. I. Uh, and then are they going to play small off the bench? They're going to play big. I think they go is this, small. Is this going to be? Is this going to be a Jock Landale feast? I think they have to go small. Bench minutes are going to matter a lot this series. Like I don't think you like are valuing them as much as you should, just because like as far as the Clippers, I don't think the Clippers side like because I don't think that they're going to be playing. Like I feel like their bench lineup isn't going to be playing as much just because of their that injury with Paul George. I think whoever. Wins those bench minutes. There's going to be bench minutes. Two There's minutes going to be. Ever, like, whoever wins those is probably going to have a really good upper hand. Like, just because that gives you such a boost, and both teams need that extra boost however they can get it. Um, That's another yeah, thing we have to look at because we don't know who the Suns are playing. <laughs> we don't know their rotation. Yeah, that's like we don't know anything about Phoenix, really. Like, it's an eight-game sample with KD, and it's been like – Half the They've been playing 12 like, guys. It's just, it'll be, I think, I'm hoping it's a Lawndale series because Bismack, I think. He's banged just, up too. Yeah. Uh, and then for, I think the Clippers got to trust the small ball. Like, 
I over think that's, Plumlee? Yeah, I think you got to go with the Covington. He ended the season well. He did. Uh, you go to him as that small ball five with like four wings on the floor in Westbrook. I think you can actually have something that's a challenge for Phoenix to guard right back at you. So that's just my my opinion. But it's gonna be a fun series to see. Yeah, it. like that's good. that that uh that Western Conference Finals was really a really good chess match as far as X's and O's. Um, but we oh, really don't know. What I it... forgot about. Yeah, we got a rematch. Yeah. The, um, the the yeah, domination or the valley oop that's what they call it valley oop and then you got the campaign game too it's 29 points <laughs> no chris paul and chris paul scored 40 something it's game six let's oh. move forward <laughs> we got the four or five out east cleveland new york uh dog fight two, like Two of the best teams in basketball. Cleveland had the best defense, and then uh, offensively, the Knicks were number two at the end of the year. Um, it was just man, like it's gonna be so fun because we talked about this in an earlier pod. We got Jalen Brunson versus Donovan Mitchell. You got on the big man side, you got Evan Mobley versus uh, Julius Randle, and then uh. Mitchell Robinson versus Jared Allen. Uh, both teams, like, R.J. Barrett hasn't performed to the level that people want or expect of him, and that's just creating another, like, matchup level between him and the plethora of wings. It's been Okoro of late. Uh, and then Darius Garland versus Quentin Grimes. I, I just think that uh, matchup-wise, it's going to be very tough for New York. Um, how they're going to match up with the guards for Cleveland will be a challenge. But at the end of the day, I think that Cleveland's ability to guard and match up very well with the Knicks will be the reason that they win this in five games. Uh, yes, I know that this is going to be a firework series, but I trust their defense so much to slow down the Knicks put them in the half court. You're going to force a lot of tough twos. And then offensively, I don't know if the young guys for the Knicks are going to be able to step up to the level of play that they did during the regular season, just because the pressure is going to be ramped up. There's going to be more attention to detail. And I think the Cavs are hungry for this opportunity. Uh, I think that they're going to come out swinging. I think that the Cavs are really going to like put it on them early in the series, go up 2-0, 3-0, Probably lose one in the garden, but come back home and finish it off. Uh, there, I was most of the week, I would have said six, but I, the more I think about this series, th their defense is so freaking elite. Like everything they do at that end of the floor is highly connected, highly communicative, even though that they have guys that aren't quote unquote great defenders, they're able to go out there and get stops regardless of any situation. So I think like, Anything the Knicks will throw at them, I think that they'll find an answer and they'll just go at them and find ways to win offensively through their great guard play. Evan Mobley's found his own. Their three men have been doing great across the board, doing whatever they do individually. And then Jared Allen cleaning up the paint and doing his job down there. But I got the Cavs in five. It's, it's, I think it's going to be a it's going to be a dog fight. I think it's going seven. I think it's going the distance. Ooh. Um, 
I feel like the the Cavs are gonna come out and punch them in the face in the first two game first game. I think the second game's gonna be close. Uh but I think the Cavs will jump out to a two oh lead. I think the Knicks come back and tie it up two two back in New York. Um I think that I just think that it's gonna take the Knicks a while, like not a little like not a while, but like I think it's gonna take them a game and a half to figure out that Cavs defense, like you said, that's gonna be a big part of it. Um I just think that they have so much size and length and athleticism in the back three that uh is gonna cause an, a little bit of an issue for uh Brunson at least uh to start this series. Um but the Knicks are the Knicks are too good. I'm of the belief though that Brunson will be the way that the Knicks push this to six or seven games though. Yeah, like, I, think I think the back leads Brunson. The back half of the series, I think he's gonna start taking over games. Um, I think it's going to be a Mitchell Brunson battle in a few games. Um, kind of like what we saw with, uh, Donovan Mitchell and Jamal Murray a few years ago in the bubble. Um, but I think that were you going to, Oh, I thought you were going to say something. I was, that was just so fun. That series, yeah, that like series, them going yeah. back and forth. That's I think that, I think that this has the potential You're giving to be off, like that. You think that that's where this is going to go vibe wise? I I feel be... like it has the potential to be like that. Um, but at the end of the day, I think the Cavs defense is gonna be too much for them. I got the Cavs winning in seven. Um, I've been un- unable to watch a lot of Cleveland basketball due to the blackout in my area. Hey, now you get to watch it all. Now I get to watch every game. Um, this is gonna be one of the most fun series, though. I think it's gonna be a like I said, it's gonna be a dogfight. I love how New York plays. Um, getting it out, pushing the ball. Uh. Josh Hart's going to be a huge part of this. I think Josh Hart's going to be a really good matchup for um, Donovan Mitchell. I think that he's going to provide a lot of problems. I actually think he's going to end up guarding Mobley. What? Really? I actually, yeah. Like, in terms who do you think of... Got, who do you think got Donovan, then? I think it's going to kind of be a Quint Grimes thing. Like, that's going to be the matchup for the series. I think Josh is going to have to be physical, like, in terms of guarding on the inside, because... Mitchell is a foul machine, and then Julius Randle, you don't know what state he's in right now, and you're gonna, you, they have their hands full with Mobley and Allen. Like Josh Hart, I think is gonna have to really be that small ball four that can guard on the inside and make Evan Mobley have to work for everything and be really physical with him. Like I'm, I'm interested how they use him because I could see your like him guarding Mitchell too. I think he's gonna be really like a really important point of attack defender. Maybe he gets Garland because Garland's the mismatch. He's the, like, to me, it's like, how do the Knicks slow down Garland? Because you don't have a straight up matchup for him from the tip off. At the same time, you don't have a matchup for Brunson on the other end, though. Donovan. Donovan's been an elite, like, high level defender from start to finish of the season, taking on primary ball handlers every night. One thing I want to see is if Brunson can get those bigs in foul trouble. Um, Cause he's really he's like if you watch our video with small ball small guard finishing he's very good at getting uh bigs up in the air getting them vertical, um if he can get one of Jared Allen or Evan Mobley in foul trouble um the thing that scares me in the first few games for him to figure out is going to be I feel like Mobley or Jared Allen whoever's off ball is going to be coming from either help side or from behind and is going to block a ton of shots um. As I feel like that length is going to kind of get to him a little bit. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, he's one of the best small finishers in the NBA that uh, 
he'll be able to figure it out. Uh, he's so good being on balance. Um, it's gonna it's gonna be really it's gonna be fun to see how they go back and forth. But I got Cleveland in seven. So we both got the Cavs. Now yep. let's go back out west for the three six. This is probably the most fun series. We got light the beam versus the dubs. Uh, the team that shook everyone and surprised everyone had a historic offensive year. Coach Mike Brown is probably going to be coach of the year. He was the NABC coach of the year. De'Aaron Fox was clutch player of the year. DeMontis bonus is about having all NBA season. Everybody on that team performed at a high level. Uh, very underrated at the defensive end, in my opinion. I think that they did much better than the numbers. Um, offensively, though, they are elite. The way that they move the ball, they play off of each other. It's constantly popping and zipping around. Very tough to guard. And then you go to the Warriors. The Warriors are the Warriors. They found it late season. They ended with the 10th best offense. And defensively, they found themselves back into the top 10 range. They uh, are at 14th, but they're only 0.3 points off of Minnesota at 10. Uh, they struggled on the road, which was a big issue. But to end the season, they had a couple of road wins. It's Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green. You know what you're getting. Andrew Wiggins is back. Uh, so we'll see how much he plays and how he looks. Um they got Gary Payton back. They got the whole squad back from the title, basically. And they're geared up for this. I still don't know who I really think is going to win this series just because there's so many different aspects to look at. But what are you thinking? I think this goes the distance. Um, I do think that, that those road games are going to be huge for the Warriors. Um, if they could figure out how to win those games. I know you said they won a little bit late in the year, but it was against like trailblazers who were trying to lose. And I forget the other, uh, I think it was, it was the Kings who rested Sabonis, Fox, all of them. So, um, if they could figure it's going to, it's going to be a tough environment too. That's not going to help it. It's good. It's Sacramento is going to be crazy. Um, it's going to be really fun to watch on TV. Uh, it's definitely going to be really fun to be there uh, in Sacktown. But uh, Chase is going to be the same way. It's going to be it, the both both home courts are going to be really, really fun. And um, I just feel like I feel like the Kings have like they're they're gonna soak up the moment. I think the moment's gonna help them a little bit. It's gonna it's it's a big moment for them. Sixteen years since they haven't made they haven't made the playoffs in sixteen years. I think that it's gonna be kind of like the how the how Phoenix was a few years ago when they first made it. Um, it's gonna like that home court advantage is just gonna be next level. And I feel like they're gonna that'll help them sneak it out. It's gonna be high scoring matchups. Um, if it's low scoring, the the Warriors got it. Um, but this is tough. This is a tough series. I think that one thing that you said about them soaking up the moment. This is like Harrison Barnes won an NBA title. Sabonis has been in the playoffs multiple times. Like they at least have guys on the roster that 
have been there, have won at the highest levels. Like even Delhi on the bench, he he's seen the game at the highest level in terms of competing for a title. Um, I like. I'm not, but like, I'm not saying like. I just think that it's gonna be like Sacramento is gonna. Gotcha. Yeah, it's gonna be like it's gonna be crazy there, and I think that that's just gonna give them an advantage, a huge advantage at home. If this series goes first to 130 wins a game, Sacramento wins. Sack and six. If it goes more playoff basketball and it gets a little muddy and dirty, Dubs and seven. I got Sacramento in seven. I feel like every game's gonna Light be different. Like the beam, I'm with you. Light. I feel like every game's gonna be different, but I think that they're going like there's gonna be probably three games in there that are gonna be first to hundred thirty five. I just wanna see them win. <laughs> I wanna see it. Like I wanna see the Warriors advance too, but it's like the beam, man. The Kings are good. People are sleeping on the Kings. People don't watch the Kings. Like how many? I just, I just think it's because it's because it's the like... Warriors. Because you got the Warriors. All right. Got to intro the next one. The Philadelphia 76ers are facing the Brooklyn Nets in the first round of the NBA playoffs. Uh, Josh is having technical difficulties. It looks like, but um. For Philly to throw out some numbers, they were third offensive rating defensively. They were eighth. And then Brooklyn on the year, they were they ended up slipping a little bit after the trades. Um I am blind. Uh they were twelfth offensively. And then they were solid all year at the defensive end, in my opinion, but they ended up uh, 16th defensively. Uh, it's a new-look roster in Brooklyn. We all know it. Mikel Bridges, Dodo, Dorian Finney, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, Cam Johnson, Claxton's been there, but Claxton's finally getting to shine in his role. Uh, it's going to be very interesting I we made a video about it this past week about how they're going to slow down Joel. Um, I just don't think Joel's stoppable. Uh, Claxton can try. They're going to have to throw as many bodies as they can at him. Uh, Philly's going to be challenged too because their perimeter defense is not great at all and their transition defense is not great at all. So if Brooklyn's able to get out and run, get Mikel going, get Cam going, uh, I think that that could present a lot of issues, win them a game or two. But I think at the end of the day, best player is going to win this series. It's Joel Embiid. Um, I got Philly in six. Yeah, I feel like you can't really sleep on this Nets team. I think that they're while while they're not as star led as they were early, like at the beginning of the year. Um, they have a ton of talent. I think Mikel Bridges is going to be his coming out party. Um, to kind of be a solidified star in this league. Uh, and then you got people like Dodo, um, Claxton, like you said. You have really good defenders uh, on this team. And I think that's going to be huge for them, especially they, they match up. Like, you can't match up with Joel Embiid. There's no matchup for him. But 
I think that they match up as well as you possibly can just because of how many individual defenders you have on that team. Um, and then the offensive ends, it's going to depend on whoever's hot. Like, I think that they found a little bit of a rhythm late in the year. Um, like they found the rotation. That's kind of the only thing. Uh, but I feel like Seth Curry could have a game. Bridges could have a 40 point game. Dinwiddie could have a 40 point game. You gotta get twenty something from Dodo. Um, like it just kind of depends on whoever's having a game. Uh, but I think it's gonna be a really, really fun series. Uh, as far as seeing what the Nets do defensively, I think that's gonna be one of the most interesting things. Uh, just finding out how to guard that pick and roll with James Harden and Joel Embiid. But I think Philly's gonna be too much for them in the end. And I, I got same thing. I got uh Philly in six. No, you're right. Two seven. I, um, I was just missing the button. Um, but you're right. Uh, I think that Brooklyn could definitely make this competitive. They got like you. You said it all. Uh, I think I do think Mikel's gonna be special in this series, though. And if Mikel's special, uh, I think that that could definitely push them into a seven game territory. But I think end of day. Joel Embiid's gonna throw so many issues at them that uh also Cam Johnson wins a game in the series. You think so? Wins the Nets a game. It's gonna be have a 30 point seven three point game. It'll it'll be interesting to see though. Like there's uh there's just a level of uh like unknown with the Nets that not many teams have like that. Like, yeah, Phoenix is on that level too of unknown, but at the end of the day, you know, you have CP and book and eight and like guys that have been there. Brooklyn's brand new. Like Brooklyn has to figure out pretty much everything still. And like matchup wise and team wise, like they just had a week to scheme like for Philly for this series offensively defensively they got a week to sit down figure it out and figure out where their advantages are and i think their advantages come at the wings and uh it's gonna be a handful for tobias james harden pj tucker is not the same pj tucker uh like there's you throw some but like i i feel like i feel like i think you have dodo on tobias and then you have that's where you probably throw dinwiddie probably throw dinwiddie on pj have him float yeah, you gotta put Dinwiddie on PJ. Um, they match up great on the perimeter. It's just yeah. Joel. Joel's gonna be impossible for them. Gotta just send two. Plaxton provides length and athleticism. Video. Watch but... the video on YouTube. Uh, did you did you say Philly in seven six six, six. six? Okay. Um, so we got Memphis versus LA as the last first round matchup. I'm not going to talk about this much because I just basically said everything I had to say in a YouTube video. So check out the video on YouTube. If you want to hear what I have to say, I just not give, did not give my winner. So I'll give my winner at the end of Josh's comments on the series. Um, I feel the same way that you felt in the video. Uh, there's, it's going to be really, it's going to come down to a few different matchups. Um, but, uh, it's going to depend on how Vando can guard Jaw, how Dylan Brooks can guard LeBron. There's matchups like that on both ends. And then 
you got um Jaron Jackson Jr. and Anthony Davis going at it. Uh can Jaron Jackson Jr. stay out of foul trouble? They don't have that uh they don't have that depth anymore at the big man position. Um but at the same like if if he gets in foul trouble, that's twenty five points per game that over the past fifteen that um you're missing now. And that's gonna be huge in this type of a series. LA's been playing good basketball since the trade deadline. It's a tough matchup for uh Memphis. Um, but <clears throat> I feel like Memphis kinda has the upper hand here, talent not talent wise, but like as a group wise, uh they've been together with this team. You got the rookies have been providing a big boost for you guys. I think Tillman's gonna be big. Um LA is a physical team though, and you're missing that with Steven Adams now, and that's gonna be tough. Um it's just it's a tough series. I think I think I think LA wins in seven. No way. My gut like my gut feeling is LA in seven. Like I think I, 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 I think, think that... Jaw could win the series though, because yeah. it's Vando's gonna have his hands full. Uh I I might be with you. I all right. LA in seven. The things are the thing is it's in that matchup, um, with Vando. If you look at the video, if you watch the video, uh, the first few clips with Vando on defense, he does an amazing job of acting like he's going to be over the screen, then getting quick under and getting right back up on the defender or on the offensive player. Um, and I think that's going to be perfect for him playing against Jaw. Um, it's going to keep those actions, like you said in the video, keep those actions in the two man action. Uh, and uh, I think that that's going to be huge for LA. Uh I already talked about Jared Vanderbilt in our early po- early week podcast. Um he's a special defender and I think that as much as that uh Jaron Jackson Jr. Anthony Davis matchup is important, I think that 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 the Jared Vanderbilt on the defense matchup could win the or lose the series. Um if he struggles on jaw throughout the series, Memphis got this in 5 or 6. If he does an amazing job, LA could win this in six. But I think that it's going to be a, a battle between those two. And I think that Jared Vanderbilt's going to come out on top in the end. And I think that LA got this in seven. I'm more so saying LA because of Anthony Davis and LeBron James. And they finally have a supporting group that kind of looks like a team that can win playoff games. Uh, I just... Uh, but Memphis too, like I think Memphis's like issue in terms of like how I'm feeling is just because they did like they've been so up and down all year, but they've been able to stay consistent too through all the ups and downs. Uh, regardless of who plays any given night, Memphis plays Memphis basketball. So maybe I'm sleeping on them a little bit. But if Stephen Adams was playing, this be easy Memphis. If Stephen Adams plays, I'd pick Memphis in five, six. I I like he's such a big difference like the difference maker for them overall he'd get ad and then jaron jackson jr can do his thing off the ball uh and that would solve so many issues i just don't think xavier tillman is that type of guy to take on that primary matchup for a long period of time um but hey uh watch the video to see more about a lot of different things within that series
But the last first round matchup, we got the Brook, uh, Boston Celtics Easiest one. versus the Atlanta Hawks. Um, Boston, arguably, some people think that they're the best team in basketball. I, I say that they're the second or third best team in basketball. Uh, Missoula offense has been incredible all year. They ended up the second best offense in terms of offensive rating. Defensively, they end it with the second best defensive rating. Uh, I Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, go down the roster. They're incredible top to bottom. Malcolm Brogdon's been great, arguably going to be sixth man of the year. Uh, then you go to Atlanta, you got Trey Young, you got new coach Quinn Snyder, you got DeJounte Murray. They have length everywhere on the floor between Hunter, Bay, Collins, Capella, Okongwu. All these guys are lengthy, versatile, cover up a lot of space defensively, but offensively it's all through the guards. Um, Quinn's doing some cool stuff with getting Trey off the ball. Uh, I just... Missoula ball, Boston, man. Boston sweep. I, I don't think I don't think Atlanta I don't trust Atlanta enough to win a game in the series. <laughs> They've been so up and down. They look good against Miami in that. Dude, they had their best freaking game of the year in the play-in. Like uh-huh. so maybe, maybe that could spark a little something. They can get a game or two, but I don't I don't trust them. Uh I'm the same. Boston and four. Um it's gonna be the only sweep of the first round. Uh, I feel like Boston's just too much for them. Boston, like you said, one of the top three teams in the NBA. Um, their offense is one of the best. In- so we lost him. Um, gonna see what happens with that. But while he is, oh, he's back. He's back. Now he's muted. Why are you muting me? Because you, I didn't want like lagging in case if you were like lagging your way back. Yeah, it's this Wi-Fi is so bad. Um, but I was saying that's gonna be a get-right series for them. Uh, but yeah, Boston and four. All right, let's speedway around through what we did. Uh, second round, uh, Denver Phoenix. Oh, we're going second round already. We're gonna just speed through what full, we did. full playoff. Okay, yeah. uh, Phoenix and six. I got Denver and six. Uh, no, Milwaukee, Cleveland. Uh, Bucks Milwaukee at seven, and five. Uh, Sac, L.A. Sacramento in six. Preach, Philly, Boston. Boston and seven. I got Philly. Filling seven. It's gonna be a good series. It's gonna be a great series. I hope that's. I hope that happens. Then we got. So for you, it'd be Phoenix Sac Conference Finals. Phoenix, in five, and then Milwaukee Boston for you. That's a tough one. I got. I got Milwaukee's get back in seven. Um. So I'd have Denver versus Sacramento. I got. Sacramento, uh, Denver in. Come on six. now, come on! If that was a series, Sacramento would win in five games. Denver in six. Stop! No, 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 no! Stop it! Stop it! <laughs> they match up so well with Denver. Yeah, it'd be a they struggle. They would beat but Denver Jokic. in five games. <laughs> so okay, I uh, think Sacramento then, makes the finals if that series happens. Then I got Milwaukee, Philly, uh, Milwaukee in seven, big time series, and then my finals, your finals. Who you got? 
Um, Milwaukee in six over the Suns. Bucks in six over the Denver Nuggets. That was fun. Suns, baby. That first top of the West. You're sleeping on Phoenix. That first top of the West is a battle, man. You're sleeping on Phoenix. Um... Thank you guys for listening as we previewed the entire playoff, specifically the first round, though. Uh, make sure to check us out on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. We do content everywhere. Content's going to be pumping during the playoffs. I'm excited. I'm going to be locked in. Josh is going to be at game one for the Philadelphia 76ers versus the Brooklyn Nets. What are you excited to see today? Mikel Bridges hoop. Amen, brother. Um, I don't like anyone. Not, I don't, not that I don't like anyone. I'm not excited to see. You're going to see Joel Embiid. Too. I'm not excited to see Joel. I'm not Are you really? James. I'm excited to see the twins <laughs> in person. Sun's fan over here. My boys, my babies. <laughs> They're growing. Did you now. know? Did you know? Are you, did you see that tweet that I sent you? They're both older than Devin Booker. Are they actually? Yes. That's, that's crazy. Devin Booker's 26. Mikel Bridges is also 26. And then Cam Johnson's 27. Oh, they, yeah, yeah, they both yeah. spent four years in college. Oh, true. That's crazy That's to me, though. I didn't even think about it. I thought that. they were both like 23. Yeah. <laughs> so they're actually entering their prime. They're going into That's their wild. prime. Um,. But thank you guys for listening. Hope you guys get to tune into the playoffs this weekend. We'll be back with a podcast probably Wednesday, unless if something cool happens and we have to react earlier. We're going to be very flexible moving forward with pretty much everything. Stay tuned for videos. Videos are going to be pretty much playoff-based. Uh, some scouting reports here and there for the draft. But overall, we're locked in. It's going to be it's a great time for basketball. This playoff is going to be quite fun. There's a lot of teams that can win a lot of games and throw some upsets out there so uh thank you guys for listening again and we'll catch you in the next one peace